the, the early on with Let Go, Happy Kid, I wanted to read. Uh, always searching like it's on junk. No matter who I hang out with, I can hear the clack clunk of the chains that pull the cars up. The roller coaster mountaintop so high. When it comes down, it shoots back up straight back to the sky. I got to laugh and then I'm asleep. And then I want to walk around and I want to cry. <laughs> it's yeah, just, yeah. It, that is so relates to just wait a little bit as I was getting connections. Yeah. So now I have two favorite not a surf songs from two different eras, which is really cool. And oh, of course, awesome. I have all the albums. Today's episode is a really cool one. We sat down with Matthew Cause, frontman of Not a Surf. They're going to be coming to the Space Ballroom in Connecticut, in Hamden, Connecticut, July 28th. Doors are at 7 p.m. and uh, they open their act as Kids That Fly. The show starts at 8. You don't want to miss this. Unlikely Places will be there as well. You can get these tickets at thespaceballroom.com. We sat down and talked with Matthew about his inspirations, his start, some of the songwritten lyrics, and had so much fun just talking with him about different things because he truly inspires me as a songwriter as well. So again, listen closely. Learn something new here on Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio Podcast. Let's get into it. Hi, this is Terry Draper from Class 2. I'm Brendan O'Hare. I used to be in Teenage Fan Club. Hey, kids, this is Vic from Star Collector. Hey, this is Tyler Green. Bone Rat. Jim Terrell. Josh Bradley. Paul Collins of The Nerves, The Breakaways, and The Beat. I'm Frankie Siragusa, and you're tuning in to Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio Show with Vinyl Man Jeb. Let's just have a chat there, You're listening to Mad Wasp Radio. Hey, everybody, this is your host, Vinyl Man Jeb of the Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio Podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me, Matthew Cause of Not A Surf, one of my all-time favorite bands. Matt, how are you? Really good. Thank you for calling. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I'm excited to grab you. I guess you're in England right now, so... That's very right, cool. at Cambridge, England. Yep. yep. Very cool. So I'm going to start off right above the bat. I ask every one of my guests, uh, no matter what league of music they're in, uh, what got you into music? Gosh, um, well, my parents played a lot of music in the house, uh, not a lot of variety. It was just uh, Baroque classical. Hmm. Um and kind of really one record over and over, which is Box 1052 Concertos. Um, I know very little about classical music, but I definitely know that record super well. My sister and I, we were latchkey kids. We were left alone a lot, and uh, we listened to a whole lot of radio. And then also my aunt, my Aunt Peg in Wilmington, North Carolina. I grew up in New York, but we would go down and visit. She played guitar, and she used to play blowing in the wind and on top of old smoky maybe one or two other songs like that maybe green sleeves for us when we were you know when i was five and my sister was eight you know or probably younger you know maybe when i was two or three so i have this lots of very early memories of just watching her hands as she played and just lovely singing and so that was the first live music and then when we were in north Carolina, we would go to church. Um, we weren't churchy in New York, but we were down there or, you know, pretended to be, I guess. I got you. Really? <laughs> Just to be nice, you know? Yeah, I got you. Um, and I really did love the sound of people singing hymns. And to this day, you know, maybe Silent Night might be my favorite melody. So I loved that sound and I loved singing. And also that, that one, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, Gloria in Excelsis Deo. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, that one. Um, I grew up Catholic, yeah, like, so I'm used to the hymns and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, so catchy. So I, that was probably like the first pop, like, thrill I had. was like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to sing that one. Here we go. Woo. I love it. It's always fun to hear like what started because you get different answers a lot of times. Most of the times I talk mm -hmm. to power pop guys, it's always the Beatles, you know, or something like that. And that's why I just, hey, I love the Beatles too. So it's perfect. But it's nice yeah, to hear something. Yeah. It's always good to hear a different variety of like, hey, this actually was this, you know, so perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'll move yeah. into the next question. I kind of, you know, had a lot here. So like I said earlier before we recorded. So I, um, I'm going to move in. I'm going to skip ahead of your career a little bit here. Uh, right to not a surface. Mm -hmm. So what does the name of the band mean to you? Like, 
Well, we'd been in a couple of bands before, and Daniel, who's Spanish, our bass player who's Spanish, um, he, you know, in a moment of why do we have to do all the normal things, he's like, let's not even have a name. Let's just be called nothing, you know, which is <laughs> nada in Spanish. And yeah. I was like, all right, let's do that. That's cool. Um, but there was already a band with that name. So in order to rescue the word, for wow. some reason, I just liked uh, – I like the word surf after it. I guess it made me think conceptual in that it, to me, sounds like or feels like surfing on sort of nothing, you know, just a metaphor for your imagination or dreaming or oh. that, you know, freedom. Reminds uh, me of like Seinfeld with the show about nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just like right, it just exactly. works into it. I'm sure it must have felt really great when popular got popular. So I wanted to ask, mm -hmm. what was the reaction when popular got well popular for you? What was that like? It was super cool and a great adventure. It's not like we heard it on the radio all the time or saw it on mm -hmm. TV all the time because we were on tour for a lot of that. Um, we were touring. What did we do? We toured with Magna Pop. We toured by ourselves. I don't remember just various little shows, just the, the whole period uh, where it got a bunch of airplay. We, we were kind mm -hmm. of busy. So, um, that's not really an answer. You know, it was awesome. Oh, I mean, completely, <laughs> completely unexpected. And, you know, it, it, um, for better and for worse, uh, it, it got a lot of airplay, uh, sooner than anybody expected. So, and what I mean by that is like the record company had uh. released it kind of, uh, you know, softly, they'd released it, just, you know, put it on a, on a CMJ comp, um, weren't really servicing it to radio, but it just kind of <laughs> got around real quick. And the, you know, the upside is that's rad. The downside is, is that our record wasn't in stores. Um, oh, so people and, would hear it and there wasn't that impulse to buy it because they couldn't. They yeah, couldn't right. Exactly. Oh, wow. And in fact, <laughs> believe it or not, the, you know, it was the number one video on MTV for two months. Wow. Um, and cool. those entire two months were before it was in stores. Oh no! So, it's like marketing sin 101 it's like oh yeah man. yeah yeah super <laughs> bummer so by the time it was in stores it was it was definitely like trailing off um but whatever you know we're yeah. lucky we're really lucky to have gotten, gotten and it's such far. a unique song i just recently heard a cover uh with a lady singing with you um i'm not sure mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. it was exactly i can't remember because it was on spotify oh uh, that's too. a it's a great band called Pom Pom Squad. Oh, and... I got you. It was so good. It was so fun to hear that song like recreated and then still have you on it. It was like, yes. Yeah, it was cool. And yeah. they, I don't know if you've seen it, but they redid the, they uh, reshot the video. They oh. recreated the video shot for shot in the same classroom, oh, no in the way. same school, <laughs> with the same cheerleading squad, oh, although awesome. different cheerleaders, but, but the Bayonne Bees. Um, yes. Yeah, oh, really, that's, really that's gotta be feeling really cool to have that, like come back yeah. a full circle effect. That's awesome. Totally, I mean, totally. and I was reading up a little bit and correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Rick Ocasek from the cars kind of what got you guys that record label deal as well, or was the wheels in motion no. for that? Oh, okay. Uh, no, uh, unbelievably no. Um, but he helped a lot. Basically, awesome. um, we didn't have anything going on. Um, and then, uh, and I saw him uh, coming out of a club called, or coming into a club called um, the Knitting Factory in New York. It was a blonde redhead show, and I was leaving, and he was coming <laughs> in. And uh, I went and gave him a cassette, and he called me two weeks later. And um, this was a cassette of a kind of a version of the first album that never came out. We'd made oh. it for a Spanish label 
for a label in Spain. And um, they very flatteringly said, okay, well, we don't want this uh, just for Spain anymore. We want it uh, worldwide. And we had to say no because they didn't have distribution anywhere. Um, oh. And we were very green, but not so green that we were just going to give away a record, the worldwide yeah. rights to oh, yeah. a record to a, to a small label um, in, in, in a, you know, in a country with no American distribution. <laughs> anyway, you, so, yeah. so we had this record and I had sat next to Mitch Easter on the subway oh. um, and was too shy to talk to him. And so then two weeks later, when I saw Rick Ocasek, I thought, okay, I'm not going to blow it this time. <laughs> and I went up and gave him the tape. And then he called me and he said, well, whatever this tape is, you could put it out as a record. But if you ever want to re-record these songs, and it just so happened that we did because we had a new drummer. Mm -hmm. um, if you ever want to re-record these songs, I'd love to produce it and I'll do it really cheap. Um, wow. Do you have do you have a record deal? No, we don't. And, and, then, and then he said, well, just keep me posted. And then uh, two weeks after that, uh, we were playing show New York. Do you want all these details? I don't know. Yes. Oh, yes. Please, no. So two. I am one so of those. two weeks after. That, oh, oh, right on. Okay. So, I'm a yeah, fan. so two weeks after that, we're playing in a uh, at a bar in New York, and um, a guy called Bobby came up to me after the show and said that he worked at a label called Number Six, who I'd heard of, and they uh, had put out that Unrest Imperial FFRR record that I, I really loved, and also a Dean Wareham single. And he said, would you, you know, do you have a tape? And, you know, it's like, that's what I'd wanted all this time is just for somebody to ask me for a tape. Yeah. By the way, I'd, I'd sent tapes to Matador and uh, Touch and Go and Merge and a couple of oh, other wow. labels and hadn't heard from anybody, which is fine. You know, it's the way it goes. It's the game know, sometimes. Just, it's crazy. It's the game. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it's a cold call. And um, so that hadn't worked. So this was great. So I gave this Bobby a, a tape and he called me the next day because it turned out that his day job was at Electra and he'd given the tape to another guy called Ben Weber, who's now our manager. Yeah, Ben's very nice. Later. Thank and you for setting this up, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great guy. And Ben played the tape for his boss, who was an A&R guy there, and we were offered a deal the same day, um, which we turned down because we <laughs> i don't know wanted to think about it a little bit and, and then i called rick and said oh hey so your your old label is um uh offered us a deal what should we do and he said well let me make some calls and so anyway th <laughs> then it gets very boring we we, we talked no, to two or three labels but we ended cool. up ended up on electra so that's uh, rick definitely that's, helped. that's such a cool thing because i mean i love the cars myself and it's cool to see a band that you like in the 90s or the 2000s have like something so similar to a band that you like in the 70s and 80s you know it's yeah just so yeah cool. and i really like i said i was introduced into you guys because the tour you did with the posies um friends with john mm -hmm. hour and frankie i'm very close with frankie we talk all the time so and frankie was actually on one of the songs that i remember when i messaged you i was so uh this is you were nervous to talk to Manchester. i was nervous to talk to you and uh oh, yeah, we're so yeah, excited yeah. to pass isolated do your way and, and you sent it to your email oh, cool. which was so cool to have you listen to which was awesome and just a good memory and I have a couple, uh, you know, more questions, of course. Uh, yeah, I wanted to get into a few it. of the deeper cuts of not just Not A Surf mm -hmm. 2, um, some mm -hmm. of the bands yet after as well. Um, you formed a band with uh, Juliana Hatfield from uh, Lemonheads there, uh, Minor Elps. Mm -hmm. What was that about? How did that come to play? That came about because we are fans of each other awesome. and um, we'd gone to each other's shows. Uh, and then she asked me to sing on a song of hers, um, called beautiful girl on her record how to walk away and we really enjoyed the experience um and found that we had kind of a, a lot in common in the studio and 
in particular, we like like stacking harmonies. Like it was really great that she was okay with that. I was like, hey, can I do another one and do this different harmony and then another harmony and have another one kind of move this weird way, <laughs> like do a little yeah, do a little kind of um, you know, like a little piece, only just a few seconds, but like make a little harmony thing happen. And she was like, yeah, totally, whatever you want, that's great. <laughs> so she was super cool. And then I asked her to sing on a song of ours. Um, uh. I want to take you home. It's called, which I think was a B side on lucky. Um, and so, and then she asked me to jump on stage with her. Um, I can't remember where it was time cafe or I don't, I don't remember where, um, Joe's pub, I think. Ah. And so, um, so here's the thing. The reason I'm saying it, it, this part is because we'd never actually sung together. We just sung on each other's records, but to practice the song of hers that we were going to do at her show, we took just one electric guitar down into a stairwell uh, backstage to, to run over this harmony. And this was the thing that made us form a band because once we started singing together, uh, it was really easy and it was easy to sing in, in unison, like sing the same note, which is very often like not that easy to do um, because you kind of get in each other's way sometimes yeah. when you sing the same note. It's like on the somebody. same plane. So like the, the sound waves are like, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not <laughs> sure who, who you're hearing, but for some reason, something about our, our voices together made that easy. Like we sang right through <laughs> each other. I don't know what it was. And we're like, Whoa, that's fun. That's something different uh, too. That's like, wow. Really yeah. fun. Maybe <laughs> we should do something. And then, so we just decided kind of right there, or I don't know, emails like two days later. <laughs> um, why don't we make a record? And so, so we did, I hope we make another one one day. I really, awesome. I, I really, I'm going to look right. into it. Cause like I said, I was doing research. I don't know every, I like coming into these with kind of like a, yeah. an eyed wide view instead of knowing everything and being like, yeah, I know this. I, I'm a fan, not a, you know, I'm a radio host yeah, because yeah. I love music. So it's not the other for way sure, around. Sure. I'm not looking for the awesome. scoops. I just love no know, knowing right. music. And you know, awesome. recently I've played a couple a uh, newer song that you were recently involved with, which was Cheap Star, mm -hmm. uh, Flower Girl. I really love oh, that yeah. song. Uh, so how did oh, that thanks. come about with Remy? Remy's a good friend of mine, and so is John, of course, too. So it's very cool yeah. I don't. I, I just emailed me, awesome. um, and, <laughs> I, and I said yes. You know, I'm so. You know, anything John's doing, I'm super I'm interested yeah. in. So I was definitely into it. Yeah, I got a song coming up with John myself. I'll have to send to you as well. Um, oh, awesome. He's uh, on some vocals. Great. And we have a buddy of ours on drums. And band, the Kids That Fly, they're open for you at the Space Ballroom in July. Uh, we'll promote that oh, show during this. Um, is actually one of my guitarists on that song. And people mistake him. So he's the drummer in that band. But he's a guitarist in one of my songs. And this song oh. coming up. And people are like, is that John Hour on guitar? No, that's my friend Ryan. <laughs> and it's like oh, so because awesome. he he mimicked so well, and it was awesome to have oh, that. Because even cool. John heard it, and he goes, "Yeah, we don't need to change that." <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, we're good." <laughs> he was so happy. It was like so. It was really that's cool awesome. to have that. Yeah, and I'm excited to see you guys. This is my first time actually finally seeing you because we were gonna go oh, cool. see you at the uh, FTC at the um, mm -hmm. warehouse there, but then that's when COVID hit, and you right, know yeah. what really got a lot of people through, especially me. I think in that power pop scene was never not together coming out. 
I think oh, that right was on. a great record right to come on. out at that time and uh, really, you know, helped me through a lot. So I appreciate it as, as much as you probably appreciated making it. Of course, it's such a yeah. very emotional album. And I and I like the, you know, the references back to popular a little bit, like bringing that, you know, holy math back yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So it's perfect. Yeah, no problem. And I, I found out that you actually performed with a friend of a friend because somebody they soon they found out that I was uh, interviewing you because they're a friend of mine, uh, Rob Lane mm-hmm. of the Straight to Video podcast. And he's a friend uh-huh. with Lee Horsley who has played on stage with you guys. I don't know if you remember Lee. Oh yeah. Was he in, um, uh, echo boy? I believe so. I think I'd have to ask Rob about that. Does he play, does he play Hammond organ? I think so. That's what Rob was saying. Yeah. I added, I just added him on Facebook yesterday. So I was trying to, I was trying to do some research. That's what I like doing. So yeah. So I just wanted to mention him. Rob was like, do a shout out for me. And Rob also said, if you ever want to come on his podcast uh, to let him know, He's he's got a bigger reach than I do, so it's very cool. He's teamed up with our record label, so we always help each other out. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I have a couple more questions. I wanted Mm -hmm. to get into the songs while we still have some time here, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. so we'll get into that soon. But I wanted to ask a really big one. Uh, What's kept you motivated to keep going through all this? What's kept you to keep going and keep making music? Um, I guess it's it's what I enjoy doing most. Uh, I'm reading a book Mm. um, by a guy called... Uh, Fui. I can't remember his name. Han, Han, Han Yari, I think okay. is his name. Anyway, it's called Stolen Focus. And it's about how, you know, because of, um, I mean, because the internet, but because of a lot of things before that, just the way society's been going for the last century mm-hmm. or so, um, it's harder and harder for people to get enough sleep and it's harder and harder for them to focus. And we spend far less time on on any individual thing now and apparently like studies have shown that like somebody in an office uh like an office worker will will only do one task for like three minutes at a time or something before there's some kind of interruption you know and um i know this is very roundabout but it's just to say that um another thing that the book talks about which i think is true for so many people is that you know a lot of people have one thing that they're able to concentrate on without distracting themselves to just the one thing they can stay with you know where you get in like the the zone um and that then for me that's definitely you know making music fooling around Mm. with a song or trying to write a song or recording a song or whatever is just the thing i'm most uh involved in when i do it um so i like it the most it's probably good for my health (laughs) um mental health physical health just to like have a have something that i that brings me peace and, but also excitement. So, uh, that's what's kept me going. And so, right. So the love of it, that's a short way of putting it. And then the other thing is that, um, we're really lucky in that we've had always had a really, uh, kind and generous, um, audience. I feel like every show we've ever played full, empty, half full, quarter, quarter full, <laughs> I got you, yeah. uh, Great circumstances, bad circumstances, good sound, bad sound. The audience has always been kind of felt like they were on our side and and really, uh, really nice. Um, and that is something that uh, 
that I love and that would be very hard to give up. And so far there's yeah. been no reason to give it up. So I know the space ballroom is definitely, I, I was so excited to hear cause I, I book shows across the street. I, I, uh, I do, mm-hmm. we have a record label that I own and uh, we still booked our first ever festival right across the street. So now I'm going to be like, I'm right across the street from where not a surf played, you know, awesome. That's <laughs> but the space ballroom That's is such a cool venue. And it's just, it was so cool that it like tied it for me that one of my friends is now playing. So now it's not just an exciting night. So I get to see one of my, you know, musical hero bands, not a surf. I get to also see my friend play live and I haven't seen him yet so i'm really excited for that so that's great and my dad's a huge not a surf fan as well oh cool Um, so it works out really cool so it's uh it's gonna be a really fun night so i'm gonna get right into the songs you know i still have 10 minutes here so i'm gonna go right in i picked you're gonna notice i picked a lot from uh from let go it's my favorite album Uh but uh i have a few from another a couple of the other albums too so just uh, there's there's like uh i could probably cut short but there's like five here or six here and i'll put them right into their radio show for you so I'm going to start off with my dad's favorite, not a surf tune, the way you wear mm-hmm. your head. So what was the mm-hmm. inspirations behind that one? And how was the songwriting for like, for that? Um, well, the inspiration was, uh, somebody I met, this is, you know, it's such a rock <laughs> tour, touring typical thing, but you know, we played a show in Sweden and I, uh, met somebody and, um, we just hung out for the for the evening until the bus went away. But um, she had, I mean, I, f- I feel self-conscious talking about how somebody looks. I know it's so superficial, <laughs> but, I but you. Um, I, you know, she had black hair, but her eyes were like so light blue, like a, like a wolf's eyes. Ooh. You know, like very, 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 very pale blue. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, I was just struck and she and she was just super cool and interesting and nice and never saw her again um <laughs> you know just had a couple of drinks and talked but anyway so the writing of it there's a, a boston band called the liars l-y-r-e-s who were a, a garage punk revival Ooh. band from probably early 80s uh i don't think they're still together i don't think but they, they were together for a very long time um they have a song called help you Anne." that uh i think the hives oh, the hives okay. biggest hit the name i can't remember kind of kind of yeah, kind of kind of borrow, borrows from it let's say mm-hmm. um but anyway they're they're a great really interesting band and they have a song called how do you know that is just a kind of a really great um kind of energetic non-stop groove that's in f sharp mm-hmm. and i had this little sampler called the doctor sample and i sampled whatever two bars of it and looped it and then wrote so picture there's just this like this band cooking along just playing one chord (laughs) just f sharp and and i wrote uh the way you wear your head against it so um the big deal for me is probably something a zillion people have done but but the idea of like playing a a different chord over a chord that's there to make like a harmony chord yeah you know oh yeah um so i kept on I cycled through these chords over this one static chord and it, <laughs> a lot of it sort of felt like the something in the, my bloody Valentine, they do a lot of things where it's like this very wide, yeah, yeah, super wide chord. So, um, that's how I wrote it. And, uh, and, I don't know if I've got anything else about it. That's basically <laughs> it. All right. We're going to spin that song for you right here, right now. The way you wear your head, not a surf.
Yeah, that's one of my my favorites too. Like I said, it's my dad's oh, all time favorite. Like, if I could pick one from the album, the next one I have for you is my favorite. But I I love the uh, the idea because I I seem to listen to songs and actually I've listened to like songs of like the posies, not a surf, all this stuff, and I ain't get inspired mm-hmm. to write my own. And it's just kind of cool that like that's similar in that way. So, um, so the next song I got for you, which is my all time favorite, not a surf song, because it really relates to me at this moment, is a uh, Happy Kid. All-time oh yeah. Favorite. So what was that that one about and the inspirations behind that? Well, I guess the thrust of it is maybe it's just talking about being uh, positive and negative and being like a optimist and a pessimist and a, and you know I'm somebody very happy and cheerful but I also have depression you know mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely like a mix um, I remember running home once this years and years ago way before that song I had this idea for a song that went something like it's, it sounds so dumb but it was like I've been happy 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 ever since i was born <laughs> i've been sad 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 ever since i was born and i i just I, there was this little melody and i was very excited by it and i and i literally sprinted home to a tape recorder <laughs> before forgetting it um but nobody else in the band i was in at the time was into it so it <laughs> never went anywhere but uh... but the but the idea stayed yeah just happy sad that's the thrust behind that song all right just what we did before we go right into happy kid not a surf from the Let Go album. Oh, 
Very cool. And um, and I got two from the new album, of course. Got to mm-hmm. pull the newest album here. Of course, I'm going to go with something I should do. One of my favorites and mm-hmm. coolest. That is a long gated dialogue. How are you able to get through that without like not breathing in heavy? I love it. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks. Yeah. yeah um, I love it. I mean, it was really exciting to do. Sometimes you don't have much of an idea mm-hmm. and you're kind of trying to like hamburger help it, <laughs> hamburger helper <laughs> it out to, to, to be three minutes. And sometimes you have too much, you know? Um, and in this case, as it says in the song, uh, somebody had tweeted that we should do a version of uh, popular, but for 2020 um, with that would be all about um, social media and Ben, our manager had, had forwarded me this email. He's like, wouldn't that be great? And I was like, (laughs) terrible idea. No, no, no. And and then Daniel, we were on email chain. He emails back like, actually, I was thinking you probably should do that. And I was like, no, <laughs> but I wanted to be a good band member. So I was just thinking about, I guess I used that as a taking off point or it became a taking off point for thinking about mm-hmm. a lot of things. And it was kind of handy to think a bit about it like popular because there are a lot of things I wanted to say, but I didn't want to have to boil them down or make them rhyme or anything. And it's not like I'm saying anything important, but you know, sometimes saying something is not so much about who hears you as you just, it's getting kind it out. Of, it's like venting. Yeah, sense. getting it out, yeah. like form, formulating a thought or that is getting definitely, it out of yourself um, so you can... Something I heard from that song as well. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. And so then it seemed fun to just kind of go for it. I wrote, I, I wrote all that, uh, like, you know, along one train ride or something, just looking out the window and scribbling <laughs> it all down. And then, and then in the studio, as we're doing the song, I'm like, okay, we're going to put a long break here. And then uh, I was like, guys, okay, I'm going to try this. And then they got behind a microphone and just read off this piece of paper. And, and... We're going to spin something I should do.
between us. Sometimes I try to imagine a village hundreds of years ago with little changes during a lifetime. Maybe the cobbler tries a new heel on a boot. Crops are rotating, but nothing changes how people are. But they spend their time doing it, thinking about the world is dying, the world is living. And that's at, least, it. at least you had it written down. I mean, I would be like, it's yeah. like reading off the radio script. And I, I love being yeah, pre- yeah. my radio show is also pre-recorded too, but it airs uh, in England, which is very awesome. And I'm from Connecticut, but awesome. it gets sent over. It gets to go where I want to go. So I love that. My songs have gone yeah. places I wanted to go too. So yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, cool yeah, totally. that I'm able to, you know, promote other music and it made my day that one time I'm like we're playing some out of surf on the show and all of a sudden i'm seeing matthew causes retweeting us and shouting oh, like cool. sharing the station i was like yeah all right <laughs> that's right that's so very that's cool rad. yeah and i got one last song from the new album uh-huh. for you to talk about and we'll, we'll put all these songs on the show we'll make it really cool we'll make you your special Great. own episode of unlikely places oh, yeah Thank with you. mix of all songs so i'll probably uh i'll reach out to you again and see like hey do you want to pick a few other songs from your inspirations mm-hmm. or something we'll throw them in uh so this one's just wait this is a song uh just like something i should do really hit home for for me as much as happy kid did because i suffer from depression at a young age and uh yeah dealing with it my whole life i'm 22 i've done amazing things like interview all these great artists including yourself and it's just sometimes i don't able to like reflect on it and it's hard for me to like mm-hmm. accept mm-hmm. what i'm doing is insane you know maybe it's above me and it's just my mission but i really just wait really hit hard and i was like i gotta ask him about mm-hmm. that one. so what one's out yeah about? <laughs> yeah i wrote that with a with a guy in nashville called gavin slate um who's awesome and I was down there just to, to write with a few people, not necessarily for not a surf, but just to just to do it, you know? Sometimes you just talk about what's on your mind and see if it takes you somewhere. And I, I have a teenager, and I was thinking about young people and how different it must be now and how much harder in a way, because 
as you enter into adulthood, you have so many more examples of mm. what other people are doing in their lives and how, how well or how badly they're doing. I would just feel overwhelmed, obviously all the information, but also all the kind of personal information and maybe more worries or more ways in which to worry about how you're doing and whether you're keeping up. As a 22-year-old young adult, I can definitely confirm yeah. it is very hard compared to the stories I hear. And I think what's part of society now is you hear a lot of that go over and over. And, and, and I, you know, I sit there and I wonder if there's anything I can do. And this really is just the pain that your body goes through. And I write some really good songs from it, but at the same time, it's like... It gets really hard, you know. So yeah, definitely, it sure. confirms to hear that from somebody I look up to. It's just kind of cool to be like, I have songs that I could relate to, which I is so cool. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so thinking about how hard must be. And then I was also this is kind of roundabout, but mm -hmm. um, Nancy Reagan had uh, an anti-drug campaign in the mm -hmm. uh, '80s um, called "Just Say No." Um, you know, just say no to drugs. For, you know, yeah. great. Um, but I remember thinking for, for a certain kind of kid, and I count myself among that certain kind of kid, that it's not quite the right thing to say because it's un, kind of unrealistic. Yeah, you can't um, help the, the peer pressure. Isn't They made it seem yeah. like it was like demons after you. Like they, And it's been that way yeah. even with the 90s. I see some of the commercials like this yeah. is your brain on drugs. And it's like right. it's it's a helpful from the standpoint of politicians trying to say this is what you should do and this is how you should live or, you know, older from older generation. But for right now, it's actually drugs right. are like you're they treat it's treated like it's another friend. You know, it's very easy right. to get hooked. It's it's extremely yeah. easy now. Yeah, definitely. exactly. But. But what I was what I was mm. thinking was okay. It's kind of unrealistic to say no. But what would have gotten through to me was if somebody had explained that you know your brain doesn't really stop growing until you're 25, um, and if you do a lot of drugs, which I didn't do, thankfully. I mean, some mm. and and as you know, as an adult as well, I don't anymore. But you know, I'm definitely not anti-drug. Um, yeah. I'm anti-danger. Yeah. Anti you're, you're, you're a good person. You're like, this is just safety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, at home where it's safe. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, not driving. But if somebody had explained that to me and said, look, you know, if you do a lot of them, you, you could burn out a little and you can hurt your your mind. And, and intelligence is one of those things that, you, you know, you, you cannot buy it. You can't repair it. No. Uh, you can't fix it. You can't get more of it. You know, and if somebody had explained that to me, I think it really would have gotten through. And so I know this sounds kind of corny, but I was thinking that a, that a, a more realistic message from Nancy Reagan would have been just, just wait. Uh, we're going to spin just wait, not a surf from their never not together album. I'm here. 
Just wait till you're older. <laughs> and then, and so I had this phrase in my mind and thinking about that, but then, but then I kind of made the connection of thinking about, you know, how a young person might be thinking about their life or how, how they're, you know, maybe worried about how it's going or where, where it's going or what kind of job they're going to get or difficult feelings they're going through. And I feel like the idea of just, just waiting, you know, everything, every emotion is temporary. Every circumstance is <laughs> temporary the you know i can't remember what poet said this about about a river you know like you can step into a river in the same place but it's never the same river because the water is moving so yeah so this this phrase just wait and this idea of of trusting your life or trusting the world that that you know different feelings will be coming and if some feelings you have now are difficult they're gonna go and other difficult ones might come but Mm. but you know it's all you have time to, to learn how to be or to, to learn how to uh, withstand the get through the moments that are hard. And, and, you know, the, this more sunshine is coming. It's always it coming. It's true. And it's, I mean, for me, I can definitely vouch with that. I've been through countless things thinking yeah. the system was going to help me and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I realized mm-hmm. that I was just missing out on taking in what I've done as a human being at 22. I've interviewed some mm-hmm. amazing talents, like the guitarist mm-hmm. of Badfinger, Joey Molland. I have mm-hmm. interviewed yeah. you today, which is just a chance of a lifetime because it's that connection. Huh. And that's the gift I have. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I wanted yeah. to quote one of your lyrics, of course, just to end today's mm-hmm. show with, I was, uh, this is something I might do for more artists too. Cause it's just fun to read lyrics as a, a writer mm-hmm. myself, but this kind of relates to the, the early on with let go happy kid. I wanted to read, uh, always searching like it's on junk. No matter who I hang out with, I can hear the clack clunk of the chains that pull the cars up. The roller coaster mountaintop so high, when it comes down, it shoots back up straight back to the sky. I got to laugh and then I'm asleep. And then I want to walk around and I want to cry. <laughs> it's yeah, just, yeah. It, that is so relates to just wait a little bit as I was getting connections. Yeah. So now I have two favorite Not A Surf songs from two different eras, which is really cool. And oh, of course, awesome. I have all the albums and everything. But okay, thank you, Matt, awesome. for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, thank man. you very much, friend. Have Thanks so one. much. Take good care. Maybe I'll, I'll see you then. Yeah, I'll be excited to. I'll okay. see you in July. You're tuned into Nightwalk's radio, so don't forget where you are. Don't change that dial, you don't need to anyway.